0: We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he is Jamie Schreier, and he helps physical therapy owners treat less and earn more. I'm Jimmy McKay, and I help smart healthcare providers get their messages to the people who need them the most. And this is PT Hot Seat. Jamie, we got logo drops coming left and right here. We've spent tens of dollars on our intros, several dollars to make our graphics. Uh, welcome back to the, our show, my friend, Jamie Schreiber. <laughs> thank, you,
1: thank you for allowing me to welcome back on our show, Jamie. I like, I like that. You, you caught yourself. I like that. It, it it reminds me of that um uh the, the mayhem commercial. I'm not even sure who it is, Allstate or stay whatever. It's all hey, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing this TikTok and we're gonna get tens and tens of views. It's <laughs> hey, we're big budget here on PT hot seat. We invest tens of dollars I'm- in this show. I remember and, it was and like, still too much in, in my opinion.
0: It was like, who wants to be a millionaire? I remember being like, who wants to marry a hundred heir ladies? Right, I've got several hundred dollars in my bank account right now.
1: Do you got change for a ten? Do
0: you have change for a ten? Uh, well, we don't usually, but it's five o'clock. We're doing this kind of happy hour style today. I had to have a drink because I had a day, and we'll get into why mine's a good day. I know you had a fired up day, so cheers to you as Thank we you. Uh, as we take our hot seat. What do you got? What do you got in there? What are you, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm going with the with the with the king of drinks, the most manly drink I could think of, a Truly.
0: I don't mind the Trulys. I do like the White Claws a little better, and I love I love the uh, the High Noons. That's essentially vodka soda in a can.
1: I I do like the High Noons. High Noons Um, are good peach. But um, yeah, my 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 kids and their friends will be upset.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you lost your man card. Sorry. Um, all right. So we're going to break this show up into three segments. It is called PT Hot Seat. So we've got to start with what has you fired up? What's got you fired up, Jamie? You said the word believe. is believe. The word is believe. It's got Jamie fired up. What does that mean?
1: Well, you know, I've, I've spoken to so many people this week, um, so many practice owners, so many clients of mine who are practice owners. And what's interesting is, The ones that have a deep desire, the ones that have a belief, the ones that are connected with you and I did something at uh, CSM. I had you come on stage and we did seven steps as the seven figure business. And the first step was know your why kind of drawing from Simon Sinek and the ones that are really dialed into their belief, believing in what they're doing, understanding the work that they're doing. Why are you doing this? Why did you open up your practice? What do you believe in? The ones that are doing that are moving forward and becoming successful. The ones, the people that are, I don't know, Jimmy, the ones that are just not, it's almost like they're transactional. They're looking for like the thing. They're looking for the tip, the trick. They're looking for the, the, well, can you just show me, you know, can you just tell me what to do? Right. The, the ones that are looking for that are struggling. They keep bucking up to get uh, to something. And I've just talked to people that are doing really well because they're just dialed in with who they are, what they believe, what they believe about the work that they're doing, and they're implementing things. Maybe the word could be implementing. You know, We talk about this show as a playoff, a of PTI, pardon the interruption on ESPN. And uh, every time they say a word, they, they kind of sometimes switch to a different word. Yeah. But maybe the word is implementing. What we do in in and what we do in business, what we do in our lives here, I don't believe is complicated. I think what's complicated is the ability to actually do what we say we're going to do. Yes. You know, one of the things I learned many years ago from a mentor of mine, Dan Sullivan, he talked about referability habits and he goes, there's only a couple of referability habits. Like what makes someone referable? And one of them was do what you say. I mean, think about it. Would you go into business? Would you be doing this with me is if I said a bunch of stuff, but never actually followed through with anything that I said, right? No. Would that give you the confidence to want to spend your time to make all these cool logos and spend at least $13 on doing this. I mean, would, would that give you, hell no, man. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, this idea of when you, when you have it right here in your heart, when you have what you're doing, what you believe in, what you believe about the work that you're doing, what I see people that I'm working with doing is, they're sharing this message too with their staff. They're sharing this message with people um, in their efforts when they're recruiting. And, and, and there's no, you know, no secret that right now it's people are having some difficulty and, and recruiting and hiring, man, what, what some of them are doing or is, is, is sharing what they believe about the work that they're doing. They're connecting with people on a deeper level rather than just transactional, pay them the most money, give them the most benefits. Right, That's fine for a little bit. Right. But whatever true, people yeah. come to you for, they will leave you for. Right. So if they come to you because you pay them the most, they will leave you when someone else pays you more. There has to be something else that connects them. So anyways, that's my word, believe. What about you, man?
0: Well, well, I didn't want to go. I, I did not want to leave your words, yes, I, I think you you're right in terms of um transactional, right? Like I, I've used this um, metaphor analogy. I forgot I slept through ninth grade uh, English, which one which one is which, But very much like the monkey bars, right? Like just tell me what to do. Tell me what bar to reach for and grab next. But then some people they get they get two steps in, right? Step one is grabbing the first monkey bar. Step two is swinging through and grabbing the second one. And step three is letting go of the first to now grab the one down the line. And a lot of people get to step one and they're like, but I'm scared. And now I'm dangling here, right? Well, I'll just stay here because indecision Right. That is actually a decision. I've decided to hang here now suspended over nothing, but people freeze and they freeze if they don't know what to do next or if they're scared what to do next. But if they have a why, if their reason is get to the other side, not just do the next step, right, get to the other side, then they'll follow the plan. But if you, if you waver on your why or your why isn't in your scope, it's not, if it's not in your sights the whole time, then yeah, I'm sure some of these, these steps along the way can feel a little scary. Keep the why in mind. And you, that's why Simon, I mean, I know it's, we say it's cliche a lot because Simon Sinek is known for start with why and he's the why guy, but that's the thing that driving force. Don't sell me the, don't sell me the mattress, sell me the good night's sleep, right? You sell yeah. me the good night's sleep. I won't think twice about the price.
1: Yeah, there was, there was, um. Uh, a little quote book that I love so much that says uh, one of the quotes was always make your future bigger than your past. And there's so many people that their past is bigger. I got I got a lot of friends that, you know, they live in the past. They oh, just yeah. relish in the past. You know, like like Bruce Springsteen said uh, I was going to bring in Here Bruce Springsteen at some point today. Bruce That's... Springsteen said glory days. And we live in our glory days. But, you know, I, I believe in business as well as in life that we have to be looking forward to a bigger and better future. And when you're on those monkey bars and and you're holding on to one and holding on to another, you might be on monkey bar number two. And you're looking at, oh, my God, I've made some progress in my business. My business has grown. But then you're afraid to let go. You're afraid to let go of the past to move that hand around towards the future. You're afraid to let go to move around towards moving closer to what your future is, to what you want in your business. And it's scary. And you know what? I'll never say that fear is not a part of what we do. Fear is absolutely a part of what we do. It's a part of every day of my life, I have elements of fear. But fear are two different things. There's two kinds of fear. There's fear that detracts you, defeats you. There's fear that creates worrisome, that prevents you from action. And then there's fear that motivates you. There's fear that moves you. So the question is, if you're on the monkey bars, Jimmy, and you're like, which fear is it going to be? The fear of what if I let go and move forward? Or the fear is, what if I stay here? What if you don't, right? What if I stay here? I'll never know. Yeah. And, and what I see so many people, and God, I lived this so many years, And it's still a struggle with this new business. It's always there. And I think that could be healthy. It's always there. But I, I think this idea of this isn't hard, this isn't challenging. It's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But everyone isn't successful. Everyone doesn't get to the other side of it. We call it practice freedom. Other people call it whatever they call it. And I think it's not because of know how, it's not because there isn't methods or ways to do it i think this is much more of an internal game within ourselves of yes does fear procrastinate and paralyze us yes or does fear say i'm afraid of staying where i am i'm afraid of not trying to be the most i can be you know if you use the army you know, be all that you can be (laughs) what a great saying and you know i i think that um you know for when I look at you know our clients and I look at people that I talk to day in and day out, different practice owners and stuff, it's interesting. You can tell right away how they're going to do, yeah. how successful they're going to be, how close they're going to get to their goals right away. With do they have the passion? Do they have the fire within them? I call it batteries included. See, I like to I like to hire people whether it's a, a staff person uh, on my team. Um, Or a, a client, I want to hire. I, I want to bring someone in with batteries included, which means they already come with that passion. Right. They come with the desire. They come with the belief. What they're looking for is they're looking for if it's a if it's an employee, they're looking for a place to expand and develop. Right. They're looking for someone to mentor and encourage and create that growth. A place if to it's go. A Client, they're looking for someone to guide them to help them where they want to go. But here's what I've noticed, Jimmy, and this is what fires me up this week, especially because unfortunately, I've talked to a couple people that did not come with batteries included. I don't even know if there's a freaking (laughs) battery out there that would have helped them, but they didn't have it. And there's nothing we can do. Right? There's nothing anyone can do. They don't have it. And we feel bad. We know we can help them. We see what's possible. But I'll tell you, you know. Whether you're hiring somebody, whether it's a patient that's coming in, I recommend do not work with people that don't have the batteries included because it will exhaust you.
0: Yeah, I heard once when I was in PT school and I got fired up about this and I love things that I go in one way and I fit and then I come out, ooh, actually, hang on a second. I now believe 180 degrees and somebody made a comment that PTs actually, you, you, you can't motivate your patients. It's like, what are you talking about? And the person clarified they're like i didn't say you couldn't encourage your patients and i was like okay i i okay so i like encouraging i thought i motivated my patients and they said motivation comes from within this is the i can lead a horse to water but i can't make him drink you've got to decide you got to act as if do you want this bad enough are you willing are you willing to do the steps i can lead you i can be yoda but you got to be luke here and you you've got to go do the you got to go do superhero things one thing I wanted to add about fear is I had, a, um, I had a post this week on Twitter that got a lot of traction, and this was a concept that I found in a book. I forget what the hell I find these things. It was like, if you feel overwhelmed about a situation, which I probably feel overwhelmed about situations several times a day, and this is my new tactic. Write down everything about the project that could go wrong. Cross out everything that you can't control and work on what's remaining. And I was like, oh, I like it. Why do I like that, Jamie? Because it's simple, it's easy, and it's tactical. I can do it right now for any of the things that are freaking me out. And as we learned from Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss, speak that fear. Don't hide it, which I am guilty of as well. Like, don't run away from it. Like, own that. Like, lean into it. It's going to be there, right? That turd that you didn't clean up in the middle of the room, it's going to be there in 20 minutes. It's going to smell even worse. So, don't run away from it. So, I like how we're talking about fear.
1: And I love what you're saying because it goes back to another saying. All these sayings always have elements, such elements of truth. The key is is can you remember it? So the best right. sayings are always the short, snappy yeah. ones, right? Action cures fear. Getting into motion helps with fear. Yes. What what fear loves is inaction. Yeah.
0: Paralyzed. Paralyzed by fear. That's I mean. Cause you because
1: you stew on it, right? And it's just like, oh my god, I'm scared. I'm scared. But if you're just like, okay, I'm scared. And this is what we do as, 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 as PTs and professionals. I'm scared. I know you are one step. Okay. One step. I got you. I got you. I got you. You're doing it. You're doing it. You let go a half hour ago. Oh my God, I'm doing it. The confidence starts to go. The fear starts to subside. I mean, that's what we're talking about. We do this with others. Yeah. But when it's us on the line,
0: it's different. 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 I
1: wanted to share this real quick, a great story. So um, I had a client, uh, awesome, awesome person, uh, Asia from um, Alaska of all places. Fairbanks, Alaska. You know where Fairbanks, Alaska is? Not a clue. I'm going to tell you where Fairbanks, Alaska is. Fairbanks, Alaska is so far north.
0: How north is it?
1: God, you're good. Is so far north. Is that when we were leaving her house and we saw the highway, the sign to the North Pole was south of us. <laughs> That's how far north it was.
0: Came in with the rib shot there. All right, so you're helping some. You're helping people in Alaska. Keep going.
1: So I'm I'm helping Asian Alaska, and this was this was several years ago. And she was one of my longest term clients. She was unbelievable. And she came out. This is when part of our program was every three months you come out for an in-person workshop. We did coaching as well, but it was an in-person workshop because I believe we need to be, and I still believe that, we need to be together. We need to be in small groups. We need yeah. to be engaging and having fun and sharing and being vulnerable with one another. And I said, Aisha, I know you're in Alaska, but I need you to commit to this. Every 90 days, will you come? And she said, yes. Of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Yeah, right. There's no freaking no way. No way she's gonna come. It's all day to get here.
0: Not That's four more. hours,
1: all day. Oh right? We we start we start our 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 program at, at eight o'clock in the morning. It's like three in the morning her time. Four years later, four years later, do you know how many times she missed? Zero. Committed. And here's what I said. I said, Asha, you blew me away. I said, how come you never missed? I mean, you had the perfect excuse. First of all, she's a female. So she's a mom too. She's a a wife and she's a practice owner. She had the trifecta of the excuse excuse of too much. And I said, Asha, why did you come out here? She goes, Jamie, if that's the price I have to pay to get what I want in my business, that's a small price to pay. Yeah. And I went, wow. She. You understood. want to talk about someone that had belief? You yeah. want to talk about someone that had her eye on the prize? Was it easy? No. And yeah. she went through the stuff that we all go through. But I recently saw her at uh, CSM during the uh, uh, the PPS little uh, little happy hour thing. And I didn't think she, I didn't know she was going to be there. She just, I just all of a sudden turned around, saw her and her husband. And I'm just like, oh my God. And it just brought back all of this. And I shared that with her. I'm like, you're like one of my absolute favorite people because of what you did and what she has now, which is an unbelievable business and a great life. And she's doing everything she wanted to, but she wasn't afraid to put in the work and to do it. And man, that's that's one of my favorite stories right there with, with her
0: athletes are not the only people that understand this but I feel like this is one thing that athletics gives to people like if you say well, what does athletics do like why do we want to keep athletics in, in schools why does it matter it's just sports and I'm like listen like art does it too music does it too like these other things these extracurriculars right you know youth and government whatever whatever program like outside the classroom teaches this and Angela Duckworth has a great like name for it and she calls it grit And she's like, okay, like, you know, I see this and I see this is a triathlon for me. This is a marathon because that's what Jimmy does. But somebody who's, you know, a saxophone player is like, this is, this is, if this is what I have to do, if I have to drive three hours for lessons each way, once a week, I'm going to drive three hours and I am committed. And the people that said they wanted it, but didn't do it, you don't know who they are. They don't exist. So I love that. All right. So your word was believe. You didn't think you'd do 19 minutes on belief, did you? I felt a lot of fire, though. I, I was like, I'm gonna run. I, I'm gonna, Jimmy's going to go Jimmy, first.
1: you know me by now. Hopefully some of the people listening know me by now. I could do a lot longer on belief and every other word that I come right. up with. But I'm interested in what got what, what, what you fired up.
0: So what got me fired up was I did a couple rants, and I'm going to say my rant is the dead raccoon. Didn't think I was going to talk about roadkill on PT hot seat, but here's what fired me up. So there's a slide that someone showed me millions of years ago. And if you Google like dead raccoon in the middle of the road or whatever, there's a long country road, two yellow lines going down the middle of the road. And there's some roadkill. There's a raccoon laying right in the middle of the road, right where those two solid lines are supposed to be. And somebody was tasked. You're the, you're the guy or the girl that paints lines on roads uh, do this road today. And when they got there, there was a dead raccoon laying in the middle of the road. And I've seen a couple different versions of this slide. One is the lines go down the road, they hit the red, ra- they go to the raccoon, they go around the raccoon, and then they keep going. and i've seen I've seen another picture where the li- the the lines just go right over the raccoon. The person was tasked with painting the yellow lines on the road. They were given a very fixed task. This is what you do. You do not deviate from your scope. At the end of the day, paint as many miles of yellow lines as you can. That's your job. And I use this as an example when I was talking about uh, PTs saying, well, they don't understand what we can do for them, and they being patients, and they don't understand why they should refer to us, they being physician partners or other clinicians or other healthcare providers. And they don't understand that we're dot we have doctoral degrees, they being journalists and people in the media. And I was like, it had just that number of that amount of pronouns had just made me explode, and I lost my mind. And I said, "Here is the problem with you. You who says they." That's the thing. And I said, you are looking at communicating in clarity and making sure other people understand your message as a dead raccoon, somebody else's job. My job is to paint the lines. My job is treat uh, patients. My job is run my clinic. My job is tell my, my employees where to go. My job is not get down off my big, fancy, expensive machine and move this dead raccoon. Dude, I'm above that. I am that is beneath me. And I lost my mind. And I was like, okay, in this in this scenario, your job is to create an X, y, z statement. I said, how many of you out there who are saying they don't understand what we do, they don't see our value, have a very, very clear, concise to the point. X, Y, Z statement. And if you want to learn more about X, Y, Z statements, we can go into that for another hour. But that is a very clear sentence. We do X so that Y can do Z, right? We do X so that Y can do Z, right? I help smart, passionate healthcare providers launch podcasts so they can their voice can change the, their community. I help, this is X, Y, and Z. You need to be able to do that. I understand that you have an OCS or an NCS or you've been working for 30 years and you've got this new tool that you spent three grand on doing. That is how you do what you do. But as we just discussed a minute ago, Jamie, people do things for their why and people want you to solve their problems that are the why problems. I don't care what kind of wrench the dude who fixes my Jeep uses. I don't care that he spent four grand on a diagnostic machine. Can you fix my Jeep? Because it's going to be nice this weekend, hopefully soon. And I want the top off and I want to be cruising, man. But we focus so much on NCS and, and, S and OCS and all those things. They're not bad. But that doesn't help Jimmy solve Jimmy problems. That helps you solve your, well, I need to be a better clinician or whatever. You know, what, Maybe it's just for, for your own peace of mind, whatever it is. So I use this dead raccoon argument. And I went off for about 20 minutes with Elise Cantu, who is the Onco PT. She has her own Onco PT podcast. She thought she was bringing me on to talk about communications. And I went on her show and I just had a rant. I was like, this is therapeutic. Well, you communicated for 20 minutes. And, and buckle up, baby, because I was going. And that was and then I also I mentioned that I had a thread on Twitter where a lot of people were like, well, they didn't pick me to present at CSM and and they didn't understand how great my presentation was. And this was my other rant. That was also in dead raccoon, which was you are holding, you are tweeting on a device. And for the podcast audience, I'm holding up my phone. Now you are tweeting on a device, a compute, essentially what well, they say more computing power than they had in the, in the Apollo lander that landed on the moon. Yep. You're, tw- you're complaining on Twitter on a, a phone that you didn't get picked to go to a conference to present in front of 10,000 colleagues. And I get it. Jamie and I were at CSM. Jamie was lucky enough to get picked. Jamie was dumb enough to ask me to come on stage and and like riff or whatever. But my point was, you're bitching on a device that has the opportunity right that minute while you're bitching to reach more people that were actually at CSM. And I use the analogy. It's like someone handed you, you, you needed to get stronger. Someone handed you a length of TheraBand and you decided to turn it into a slingshot you used it for the wrong thing you were you, 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 you played yourself you got played you played yourself so i said this tweet that i'm sending i'm like i am i am complaining to you and then i did a thread here are 10 15 different ways that you could have took that presentation that you had and shared it to more people without ever having to get on an airplane or buy a hotel room or buy some expensive snacks in the airport or buy a, you know take an uber or pay for checked baggage That tweet got more than 20,000 impressions in less than 24 hours. There were only 10,000 PTs at CSM. So I was like, well, I proved my point. So my words were the dead raccoon, right? And I wanted people to understand this is never going to end until you own the problem. I feel like both of our things are like
1: it, it all goes back. I mean, you're, you're bringing up so many things. I got, so, I, I got a couple of stories I want to share. You know, I love what you said. I love the dead raccoon analogy. Um, you know, this is the problem with our profession. Yeah. This is a problem that has been around since the dawn of time when our profession came out of wherever it came out of nursing or whatever the case is. And what is it? World War II, I guess. Um, you know, this, this is the problem. And this is the problem again with a lot of professions and a lot of people. It's easy to blame. So it's easy, just easy.
0: Honestly, it's fun too. I was
1: reading something today on uh, uh, fe- uh, f- uh, Facebook. Um, it was somebody was launching some helicopter, single person hovercraft, and I mean, whatever. Okay. And all I saw because everything's a damn social experiment. All I saw. <laughs> It's 80, it's always 80 20, 80% just bashing the person, bashing the ad, bashing because it's easy just to hide. Yes. It's easy just to hide behind Facebook. It's easy to hide behind your credentials, hanging with your crew because you're strong when you're back in the day and you're with your crew and you're in high school. Go, man, I'm with my crew 20 deep. It's easy to be, can I say cock strong? It's easy to be cock strong <laughs> with your crew. Right. And that's kind of what we are as PTs. Silent. And, uh, and other professions as well. Is we're strong with our credentials. We come out, we even get more credentials. We come out and we expect there's a great marketing term, a marketing saying that says meet people where they are. Right. It says meet people where who
0: they are. They are. You don't ask, Right. you don't come to me. I come to you.
1: Exactly. So what you're saying is, they and and my and my business coach Walt. He every time I say they were on the phone, I'm like, but Walt, they don't understand. I go, who's they? The collective they.
0: We right. always Everyone. want to say they
1: when we're not even sure who we're talking about. Right. Like, who is the person that doesn't understand that? And right. why don't they understand? And what did you say to them when they say that PT is you know all the same? Or when they say that you know whatever the thing that they were bitching and complaining about and what's interesting is that look we have to meet people where they are when we speak to patients we have to speak in their world in their language now can doctors get away with it for a little bit sure if you go there one time and you're gonna have a heart surgery and they start using words and language you don't know i get it But as PTs, if we just keep using stuff that no one understands, if we keep saying the word muscular skeletal, if I review one more website that says, what do you do? I treat muscular skeletal injuries.
0: No, No, you don't.
1: What is that? I don't know. No one understands what you're talking about. So it's our job to meet people where they are, whether it's a patient or a prospect, prospect patient. Whether it's a referral source, a physician or somebody else, whether it's anybody, our job is to is to help communicate what we are, what we're about. And the way to do that is to communicate what the benefit is for them. Features, what do you do? benefits. What do you do? Features, all of your equipment. What are the features? All, of your, right the features? all of your great education. Prevention. Great stuff, you need it. But what is the benefit of what you're learning? What is the benefit to them? And when you stay inside your own brain, because you're smart as hell, we all know that, and you stay inside your own little world, bitching and complaining and talking to just the people that understand you, which is all of your colleagues, you will fail to connect with the person in front of you. When you get outside of you, into their world, and think about them. As Zig Ziglar said, you help enough people get what they want and you will get everything that everything. you want. Yeah. Your job as therapists, as professionals, is to connect with other people and help them get what they want. Swallow your freaking ego, swallow your pride, and just serve. We call it servant leadership. You see that in different religious references, what just serve and help without wanting anything in return. And I will promise you, you will get everything that you want. And one of the things that I work with, with, with um, my clients so much is that one thing, stop thinking in your own world and start thinking and connecting with the other person. And when you do that, all of a sudden how you speak changes, how you talk and how you interact and your manner it everything starts to change because it becomes all about them and all of a sudden all of your bitching and complaining and excuse all that starts to go away because the results start happening jimmy
0: jimmy has jimmy problems if jimmy wants jimmy's problem solved right jimmy does jimmy things and if you keep telling me about all the things that you do but not how it relates to solving Jimmy problems, Jimmy will ignore you. Everybody will do this. Everybody will ignore you if you're like, I have my OCS. I'm like, that's great. I don't understand how that helps me solve a Jimmy problem. So to me, you just said, you just sounded like Charlie Brown's mom. Wa wah wah, 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 I have no idea what that means until you draw a direct line. Like I just launched a podcast course because so many people will be like, hey, Jimmy, I want to launch a podcast. Can we get a call? And I'd sit there for an hour and I like batteries included because about five minutes in, I can figure out, no, you want to be on a podcast. You don't want to run a podcast because there's some other stuff involved. And I've talked more people out of running a podcast than I have talked them in during a podcast. And uh, so I just created a course where I was like, here you go.
1: Right.
0: You want it? It's uh, 150 bucks, and it'll walk you through. There's 30 lessons in there, and I've got things to download and blah, 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 blah. Jimmy, and all that's this too time-
1: much money. That's way too much money. Too I too dropped 400000 for- on my education. I can't drop another one fifty.
0: But I want a lot, but I want, I want people to hear me. I want to turn a microphone like you did, Jimmy. And this is like the common misconception. People are like, well, you had a radio background. Yes, that definitely did help me in the beginning. But if I didn't keep at it, believe me, it wouldn't have got me anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you have a good voice. I'm like, great. Lots of guys I worked with in radio had good voices. I'm talking about sonically, like sonically, they had good voices, but they had nothing to say and they had no hustle. Do you know where they are? I have no idea. We lost touch because they got fired. So, like, you got to have the drive. Like, you mean it's
1: so it's so funny. Um, it, I, I, every time you talk, I just start to think about <laughs> stuff you bring up, and it's and, because you worked for them, and all I keep hearing about WNBC. WNBC didn't Howard Stern have a horrible vo- voice when he started?
0: Like everybody said, like well, all these guys, all they, all the people who knew said they would never like your voice, and you've got they want you to say it like WNBC. Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't have a great voice, but he's got a great voice, like internal, not like pipes. But like now we just know his voice. His voice, right. is right? So he doesn't
1: have the radio voice. Hey, right? You have the radio voice. I don't, right. I don't have that. But you know, I. It, you bring up something. Um, can we get can we get to the next segment? Because I want to. Let's talk do the about next segment. The Sorry. Word. All right. So
0: that was what's got you fired up. Jamie's was believe. Mine was dead raccoon and own it. Uh, what's the word? What's the word, Jamie? Your word consistency. is consistency. Consistency.
1: You see how I throw you a curveball? See, Jimmy and I before this, when we're talking about what we're gonna do, I gave him a word. But you know what I did? I threw him a curveball. He he was expecting a fastball. He was. was expecting courage right down the middle. I threw him a curveball. You know what he did? Swing and a miss, but that's okay. Because the next one, I know he's going to knock out. Consistency, Jimmy, because yeah. what you just said and, and the week I've had and a couple weeks I've had, I just spoke with someone right before we got on the show. I was speaking to a client of mine, kind of going through his, his uh, business. And, and I said, I, I said, Aaron, I go, here's the deal. Let me just be clear in what, what game you're in. I always like referring to we're in business as a game because people like games, like games. What game fun. are in? Right. And I said, we're in the game of consistency. That's the game we're in. We're not in the game of perfection. Mm-mm. We're not in the game of getting it right. We're in the game of, I'm not a huge baseball person, although one of my good friends, I'll name drop, Tim Kirchian, great guy, lives you know, right near me. Actually, I know him from playing basketball, believe it or not five foot four, Tim plays some ball. Um, But he's like the the smartest guy in baseball that I know. Um, Baseball is about getting up the bat. Because when you hit, the more at-bats you get, the more is a chance to hit the ball. And you're going to miss a ton more than you're going to hit. Yes. But you can sit there and complain about all the ones that you struck out or all the ones you got out. Or you can focus on the three, three, uh, three out of 10 that you hit. Yeah. This is baseball. What we need to do is keep getting up the bat, keep swinging, keep trying, learn, tweak, learn, tweak. What we can't do is get up the bat, swing and a miss. We got out and say, this shit doesn't work. Yeah, That's it. This, You know what? This whole baseball thing doesn't work. The bat was screwed up. The right. ball is juiced. The pitcher's doing a spitball. The umpire's calling back. Jimmy, I think we can do a whole thing on this whole baseball thing. And just well, hold on, hold on. Names for
0: everybody else. Keep going, because I got another baseball yes and, so keep going.
1: So so we're, we're, we're doing all of these things. We're blaming everybody. And the reality is just learn from it. Maybe keep the elbow in a little bit. And the next one, boom, and it's a home run. And the conversations that I have with people is don't give up. Get clear in what we're doing here. This is where the belief comes in. This is where getting your 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 focus on the prize but then then tailoring it down to m- learning how to just improve one of my favorite sayings is progress not perfection progress not perfection just keep moving forward just keep doing step by step
0: just keep and swimming starting to happen go ahead just keep swimming that's finding nemo just keep swimming
1: just keep swimming keep swimming
0: so, so to use your yes and to to your baseball analogy, someone asked me. Someone had said it was in front of a bunch of students too, and it was like, "Do you have any competition? Who who are your competitors in PT podcasting?" And I said, "There aren't any." And they thought that I was like throwing shade, or and I was like, "All right, I'm not throwing shade." And here's why: I look at podcasting like you should uh, like you should run. Look at running your own clinic. Like you should run running your own life is like swimming. It's like you're in a lane. And we're all swimming, and we're really racing the clock, not each other, but we are. And you just put your head down and do it. And what I do in my lane really doesn't affect what you do in your lane. If I looked at everybody else who was podcasting as a competitor, I'd be like, well, they're putting out two episodes a week. I need to do three, and I need to do better and better and better. I would compete against someone else instead of focusing on what I was good at. Now, to come back to your baseball analogy, I went back to the students, and I said, here's why I win personally in my own goals, which is reach more physical therapists and connect our profession. I want to be the voice of physical therapy, right? That's what I said I wanted to be. It's what a, my goal. Nice. I decide how many innings there are in this game. There are nine innings in a baseball game. But when I am losing in the ninth inning of life, I just go, nope. I'm going to put nine more on there, and I'm going to swing the battle. That's the way I look at it, which is like, I just struck out four times. Well, this game is no longer nine innings because I'm not leaving – losing. I'm just going to put my mornings on the board board. And if you look at it that way, which is like, this is not finite. You do not need to have success in a house and whatnot by 30 or 40 or 45 or 50, you're going to get, you're going to get struck out. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Mike Tyson, just decide how many innings there are in your game. Change that. Just keep putting it on the end. Yeah. You know what? I've decided there's more innings. I'm gonna get four more pets this game. And you will get back up to the plate, and you will hit. And surprisingly, Jamie, look how look how surprising that is. People who hit and practice more get more hits.
1: Jimmy, this is going to be the only podcast in the entire <laughs> world right now that links a Bruce Springsteen comment okay. that brings in Howard Stern, Tim Kerchie, and a baseball analyst at ESPN, and Kanye West, because oh, I Jesus. just finished watching the second documentary of a, I believe a three part series of Kanye West. Have you seen it?
0: I have not. I've missed Kanye's doc. You,
1: you, you have to watch it. Okay. I, I mean, I don't really know Kanye West. I've listened to some of his stuff. I've Maybe. seen the same crap you've seen thinking he's a, he's a jerk off or whatever. But what I do love is I love documentaries and what his documentary is unlike anything you've ever seen. Cause one of his best friends, this guy named Cootie from, and they're all from uh, Chicago started filming him in the early 2000s with the thought that he could be something special. He wasn't, he was just producing a little bit here and there. And so he has all this footage. I mean, this guy's walking around with him 24 hours a day and you want the definition. And I'm not talking about his antics with Taylor Swift and his antics and everything else, but you want to talk about the definition of perseverance. drive. This guy was literally hit in the mouth a hundred times. Wow. He couldn't get signed to save his life because he was pigeonholed as a producer, meaning he makes beats for other rappers. He right. ain't a rapper, he's a producer. You make beats, you get a little credit, you make a few dollars and that's it. But he always saw himself as a rapper. So what happens is he ends up, because we know the story, but he ends up getting you know um, signed on Rockefeller, right? Jay-Z's thing and Dame Dash. So he gets signed on Rockefeller and um, you think he made it now? No, they're still putting him in a box, right? Mm -hmm. We're all put in a box. And he just says no. And he starts self-promoting. Anybody that would listen, he created his own album. He did his own, no support from Rockefeller. He did it all himself. I mean, Jesus Walks is still like one of his top videos ever. I think it costs like $16 to make. You know, he got all his buddies and all his people and all that kind of stuff, and he just kept persevering and persevering and learning and a persevering and self-promoting. I mean, these people do not become the superstars in any sport, any field, anything whatsoever. Whether it's Jerry Rice or Tom Brady or or, or the Yokohama, you know, like it. it it, it just takes consistent perseverance and sure. practice and learning and learning and learning and connecting. And it's the people that don't make it or the ones that give up that sit there and blame the world for their problems yeah. And I think as a profession, if we all just take a little bit more ownership and stop getting on our high horse because we're smart, because we're the freaking smart, some of the smartest people on the planet, that's a given. No one's going to dispute that. But you know What? It's still not going to be easy, No. If, especially he, if you have a business. If you don't have a business, then that's fine, too. But, you know, I, I just I, I highly recommend watching it for that reason, because I get all tingly inside. I love watching that kind of well stuff. It just inspires me.
0: If you look at success and we know this in rehab, right? There's that great meme that goes around that shows like the line that goes what you think rehab will look like improvement and it's just a linear line and then they go what it actually looks like and it's just a squiggly line all over the place and sometimes you drop and whatnot um couple things there i didn't realize that he had a buddy following him around that's what like that's what gary v did that's what gary vaynerchuk did he hired d rock and it was just like you're just gonna film me and i just spout like crazy crazy like i spout gold all the time i never know what's gonna happen just follow me and now gary v has so much content everybody knows who he is right but this well, I asked you, and you,
1: you wouldn't leave upstate New York to come follow me around. But like, that's okay. <laughs> at least we're doing this. So, you know, every couple of weeks, I get the spout off, you know.
0: But you know how many times I, I had – I started to have a go-to interview question when I was back in radio for bands that were, like, like, just, a, like, breaking. Or maybe they had just had their – like, now, if I mentioned who they were at the time, people would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, them. Of They're course. new. They're new. Like, those new bands, and I remember, like, those bands were never new. They had a million overnights before that overnight success. And I loved it. And I never prepped them that I was going to do this, but it was always like those bands that were like, had one or two hits that were now like the it thing. And maybe they're going to be superstars or maybe they're going to fade. And I'd say, so now that you're this overnight success, how does that make you feel? And I would always kind of look at them like a smirk. And I'm like, I'm opening the door for you to smack everybody in the face who thinks it's real easy. And I remember there's this one guy uh, Shimon Moore, Shim, and the band was Sick Puppies. And they had an internet sensation, one of the first viral videos, which was the free hugs video. And you want to talk about like viral sensations and Sick Puppies, one of my favorite bands, Shimon Moore is the kind of guy I would say here has it. And I asked him this question and he like inhaled, like he was about to let loose on me, like, Oh my God. And then he saw my smirk, like, I'm opening the door for you to tell everybody out there who's like, this guy just got handed whatever and how easy, and he just plays the guitar and sings a few songs. And he kind of was like, oh, you get it. And he's like, you know, it feels great right now. But yeah, let me tell you a little bit about how many how many van rides to nowhere and how many times we played to nine people and how many times we we lost money on a tour. Yep. And I understand what you see is, kanye west on stage and what you don't see is how many times he got punched in the mouth
1: well here's what's interesting because it's amazing because it's it's real footage happening not yesterday but when no one knew him he was sitting at an ihop and they're like you see this guy kanye west he's going to be a superstar and he was still a year away from dropping his first album which he got in a car accident and that's where, you know, he had his wire jaw and he said, oh, I I I'm going to I'm going to do a rap song through my, he called it Through the Wire. But it's like, you know, I didn't know any of this. And, and you know, I'm a hip hop kind of guy, but yeah, not so much new age hip hop. But here's, here's what's interesting is he has all these other rappers like the big rapper back then in Rockefeller was Scarface. Right. Most people don't even know who Scarface is. Pharrell. Pharrell was not I don't he wasn't on the Rockefeller but Pharrell was one of the guys he was talking to he was talking to everyone and you know what everyone said to him you're going to be a superstar you're going to be a superstar and he was was like
0: batteries they could sense the batteries included is that what you mean yeah
1: yeah but he's like why I'm not a superstar I don't have any money I'm broke my mom lives in a one bedroom apartment like like he literally is like people are telling him you're going to be and Pharrell said something on this last episode that I really love he goes he goes you're gonna make it, and you're gonna be huge. Just make sure right now you just connect with yourself, and you never lose. He said this, and I told my son. I'm watching this with my son, who's a senior. He goes, "Never lose the passion. Yeah. Never lose the drive." You know, when I when I wrote my book, the Practice Freedom Method, uh, I used to sign my book for people. Uh, I still do, and, and I wrote a quote. I didn't really just sign my name. I wrote a quote, and the quote is, "The enemy." of thriving is arriving. And I feel that, you know, as long as you just stay hungry, as long as you just stay like, you know, humble, humble and hungry, good things are going to happen. But, you know, I don't know. I just, I'll
0: I'll throw this in though. I don't want people to look at the Kanye thing and the the sick puppies example. This is not, and I I, I used to say this phrase and now I don't say it at all because I don't believe in it. It is not fake it till you make it. This is believe of what you think you can be, and then act as if. This is not fake it till you make it. I, and I, it might sound like I'm just being a jerk and splitting hairs. I don't want you to fake it. I want you to figure out what it is. Fake it till you make it is like, well, you kind of get like this look in your face. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Lean into like, I don't know, I don't understand this. Like, raise your hand, I don't get it. Like that person to me is, a, is someone who's leaning in. You're gonna be a star. All right, so I'm going to watch the Kanye thing. When you said Kanye, I was like, I don't know, I'll let him go for a little bit. But I like this type of story because it also fires me up. Oh yeah. So yours, yours and, was, and we all
1: need that. We all need that inspiration. We all need that, you know, because the, 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 this is a raw documentary of someone, and you see a little bit of his edge. You see why he's maybe a, a little bit of an a hole. Like you see that I don't condone that. Like I don't really pay attention to him now at all. Right. But right, you know,
0: but it's his motor.
1: You see, like, I love how people tick. Like when I, you know, when I'm working with clients or I'm speaking, I want to get past the superficial bullshit that we all have. I want to get past the fake book that we all put out there that our lives are perfect. And I want to get what makes you tick. Why are you here? What is it that you want? And what impact are you going to make? Because when you have that dialed in at least somewhat, then I know there's someone that, okay, we can do this. And you can create the life that you want. You can create yes. all that kind of stuff. I mean, we talk about, you know, treat less, earn more. Honestly, it's probably a little superficial of me saying it. Yeah, that's what you get. And maybe maybe people want that. But to get that, to really go deeper than that, is what we're all about. I mean, you're doing your passion. You're on your journey. You know, uh, 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 someone said this to me today. They asked me a question about, you know, so Jamie, what is the thing? What is it that, you know... Yeah, You know, is it the goal that you're going after? Is it, I go, you have to fall in love with the journey. Yeah, the journey is what this is about. There, you know, people say, so, so where are you going to retire? A lot of people in my neighborhood, you know, a lot of them are retiring and some have a lot of money, you know, hell a lot more than I do, you know, and they're in their fifties. And I go, okay, that's cool. What about you? I go, retirement is not in my vocabulary. You retire. The term came from retiring a horse when there's no longer useful. You retire from something you don't particularly like. You retire for something to maybe move to something else, which really isn't retirement. It's just exchanging a job. When your passion, when there's something deeper in what you're doing, like what I'm doing right here and Jimmy, I know what you're doing. You know, I'm 52 right now. There's no retirement. This is who I am. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It doesn't mean I'm not going to take time off. It doesn't mean that I want to want to enjoy some other things. That's a part of what I'm doing and what I'm creating my life, my, my business or who I am. They all intersect. There is this, there isn't this separateness. And that's the opportunity we have, especially if you're in business for yourself, you have that opportunity to create that. But this idea of retirement, you know, the, Hey, I'm going to sell my practice and do what you have so much wisdom. Retirement. You have so much knowledge, help other people with it.
0: But again, that's me. All right, consistency is your word from Kanye. My yep. word, what's my word? My word is consequences. So we didn't even know this, but we went with the C theme. And this is more tactical and, well, maybe it's strategic too. There was an incident on Twitter. I know you're all shocked. There was an incident on Twitter yesterday where a medical professional, I will not out this person, although they did it publicly. Um, was sort of was mocking a subsection, a subsection of a patient population. They were mocking like sort of like 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 tongue in cheek mocking. And they they came with pitchforks and torches.
1: Jimmy, as, we're open and real here. I haven't seen this. Are you allowed to share a little bit more? I mean, it's on around Twitter. City, it's on right Twitter.
0: I can. The person was a psychologist, a psychiatrist and was mocking people or. It appeared as if I will, our lawyers are like, it appears as if they're mocking people with uh, symptoms of long COVID, which is also something that's like new when we're learning about it. But it Long
1: COVID. Direct. Okay. Correct. All right.
0: So Thank they you. were, and 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 the people who are suffering from this, and I use that word intentionally, um, did not take kindly to be being told that like things were, this was fake or, you know, right. I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, so I don't want to misquote. But essentially it was, you know, they were maligning them and the consequences came swiftly and i want to remind people in a connected world you know some people were some a very small subsection of people said well it's his right as free speech to say it and a few people that i know online were quick to point out and agree that it was his right and free speech to say it but oh what follows that which is the consequences of your actions and you are, t- you are showing people and not telling people. You are showing people your true self um, yeah. when you do that and you can't actually reflect. So this person, the, the word I wanted to say was consequences because you fired. I mean, if one good thing came out of it, it really rallied a bunch of people who are all suffering from a condition, albeit around something negative. But it, showed, it also showed the other people who showed up to support them that there is a community of people suffering and there is a community around that community that said, we got your back here, whatever, you know, this person, this is not allowed here in our society. And that's how society exists, right? You can go live off the grid, but then you you don't get to drive on our roads. You don't get to use our power. You don't get to drink our water. Like right? this is a society and you have rights, pause and responsibilities to act a certain way if you're going to be here. And it was funny. You see it all the time
1: in the, in the sports world, you see it in the celebrity world, free speech, you can say whatever you want. But now there are many, many, many communication channels that we are allowed to then say what we want. Right. And, you know, I don't I don't necessarily agree with this, but the, there is the cancel culture out there. Yeah, And you thi- get the wrong you get the person that's in a certain hierarchy position says the wrong thing. You get enough people. yeah, They'll fire that person. This they guy, lost his,
0: this guy believe this guy, if he didn't yet, is on his way to losing his like part of like his job within, I mean, within. That's, and that's a
1: shame too. Cause like who knows what context he was saying this in, who knows if he was it, in I his checked right. state I, I, you know, I don't know I about checked, it, but
0: I checked his other tweets pretty consistent. So I'm I'm not feeling right. bad right now about this guy, so but anyway, I,
1: but I he wanted to be to... passionate about saying this. And now you have to right. reap the consequences of it, I guess.
0: So I just want to put out like, re- like, you know, if, if if there's a tactical lesson for this, like remember that what you're doing online like it, it it travels far. Like I know we're just sitting here with a cell phone on the couch. You might say something like read it twice because when you send it, it's out there. This is students. If you're looking to get into school. And I like how they point out for students before they get into school. This is adults. When you have jobs, like be kind, like at, at the end of the day, be kind, be useful is there a need for that? I don't, he was trying to, he's trying to, somebody said that he was trying to be funny. It's his tongue in cheek. And I'm like, well, he, he told a really crappy joke and it didn't land. And now he's got to, he's going to suffer the consequences.
1: Well, well, hopefully, you know, um, I believe that, you know, none of us are uh, obviously perfect and we all make mistakes. And the question is, do you learn from them? Correct. You know, if you learn from it, we're also very forgiving people. And with the type of culture we have and the type of information that it comes at us every single minute of the day what's hot one second is gone the next oh, and next. we forget about it we move on but anyways consequences right. good work
0: third section of the show we always wind up about, about an hour i like this we are consistent it is consistency uh what will be lighting your future what will be lighting uh your your fire in the future what's coming down the line and you said to be around people you're looking forward to being with connecting with
1: Yeah. So um, I uh, have a workshop coming up. So part of our program, so Practice Freedom U, we have a program called the Lighthouse Leader Program. One day I'll have to describe to you why it's Lighthouse Leader and why my office, which we call Lighthouse Headquarters, is actually shaped as a lighthouse. It's the only lighthouse shaped office, at least in my neighborhood. I don't know about the world. (laughs) Uh, Probably not. But anyways, we have um, a workshop coming up. So all of my Clients are coming to the workshop. Uh, We're having some guests. You are coming. So excited to be hanging with you. There is nothing like being in person. This is awesome. I love it. But we are going to record something when we're together, and the energy is going to be just a little bit higher, a little bit connecting. So I am so looking forward to hanging with my peeps, to engaging, laughing, you know, having some food, drinks, and just networking and talking and just being real with one another. Because not only is it inspirational, You get nuggets, you learned, and you realize, and this is the most important thing, and this is what I stress to people that are either considering being a part of what we're doing or or they are a part of it, you can't stress enough about getting out of your situation, getting out of your office, getting out of your house, coming, being around other people who want for you. They want for you. They want to see you succeed. There's no judgment. We don't allow judgment. We don't allow that crap. You can just be you. I call it just being authentic. The you that you could be, if you could just be you, that's what I'm looking forward to, man.
0: I like that. That's cool. Um, I'm what about excited. About, well, they say 70% of communication is nonverbal. So we lose a lot of that when you're on Zoom meetings, when you're not around yeah. people, or you're bumping in uh, at the water cooler and whatnot. So yours is be around people. Mine is um, uh, opportunities, or I should say like, you know, this is the harvest, right? So here's why I was, I was, you were fired up when you came in before we went on, before we came out, you were like, I'm fired up because I don't, yep. you, you got punched in the mouth, but I like how you rallied and you were like, I'm going to do a great episode. And you, you have, um, I had a great day at work and here's why my day job, I work for Mount Sinai hospital and we got to do, uh, I, I got, I'll, I talked my way into, or I schmoozed or I don't know, maybe I just showed up consistently to the team, uh, at Mount Sinai social media, who have 700,000 followers across YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, right? It's this massive hospital system in New York. And I work in this very small little research lab in a sub-basement, not kidding you, sub-basement two in 98th Street. And I just kept showing up and showing the person who ran social media, like, I can deliver live streams. If you want me to record videos or do them live, I think we should. And she finally was like, okay, hotshot, we're going to live stream every single day in the month of March. And you're going to live stream to a potential audience of 700,000 followers. And I was like, ooh, did I just put my foot in my mouth? But I was like, no, got to step up. You just talked a good game. You got to walk a good walk now. So we're going to do it every day in March. And today was the first live stream. And I remember running around, getting things prepared and making sure everything was good. And then I sat there for a second and I did reflect. And I was like, man... The Jimmy McKay of 2014, 15, when I was sitting in PT school, who started to think, like, wow, like, could there be a mix of science and communication, right? Is there? There is this thing called SCICOM. What if I didn't work in a clinic? What if I didn't work in academics? What if I didn't work in research? What if I worked in this little itty-bitty niche corner of this profession that kind of doesn't exist? There's no one I can ask about because not a lot of people do it. And I sat there before we hit broadcast for 700,000 opportunities, as someone has just put in the comments, that is a great perspective. And I was like, a physical therapist is about to host a live stream to 700,000 opportunities and share bite-sized bits of information and I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. And the tagline so it's Mount Sinai Live. And we say, hey, this is, welcome to Mount Sinai Live. We stream smart healthcare information that's simple to understand so New Yorkers can improve their life using the XYZ statement, real basic. And today we did doping. I had a sports, uh, sport, an orthopedic surgeon who works with the US ski and snowboard team, works with the US fencing team and he was I'm like what's the hot topic man what do you you know doctor uh Parisi, what what are you fired up about and he's like i'm fired up about doping and i was like great let's talk about that and he's like that's it i'm like well you're fired up i know how to construct a conversation and yes i'm going to put you in motion i'm going to put you in front of 700,000 opportunities i'm going to i love that one and today oh, yeah. i felt my purpose i felt my ikigai right that that japanese lotus flower looking Venn diagram so i had a great day because i did that today And I felt really, really good. I hope someone else feels that if not today, someday you're gonna plant your seeds today, whatever they are for you, and you're gonna harvest them in the future.
1: I love that. I love that. One of of my favorite uh, books is The Icarus Deception. Are you familiar with that book? Zach Godin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite books, I highly recommend people reading it. And he talks about um, uh, making art we all have art within us. And our only purpose is just to make art. And, you know, whether you call it your superpower, unique ability, your your whatever you call it, your God's gift, it, it's about continue to make your art, develop your art, um, and use that art for for what you want to use it for. And Jimmy, you're 100% man using your art, you inspire me. I mean, I get so excited the fact that we get to be on here and do our PT hot seat. Mm-hmm. and you know it allows me I think to use my art and what I love yep. to do as well and can imagine the world um, even our world right here in, 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 in kind of the PT world the healthcare world that what if everyone was just just creating and developing and, and enhancing their art taking your art just doing that wake up every day what do you do? I just do what I do um, what what a what a great uh, great thing so I love the opportunity yeah. I always like that brief frame opportunity.
0: This, this goes full circle, right because you said zig Ziglar, right do may, if you help a lot if you help thousands and thousands of people get what they want you will get what you want which is just how do you use your art to help other people without an expectation of a return i understand this world is tough and you got to buy cornflakes and you got to pay your mortgage and you got to put gas in your tank i'm telling you whenever you can use your art whatever that is whatever that is whatever your special ability your special purpose is whatever it is, use it as often as you can use it as a gift and a gift by definition cannot be quid pro quo. It cannot be looking for something back. It will come back. I'm, I don't know how many monkey bars you're going to have to swing through, but I'm telling you it will come back in some way. I just did a live stream today. I'm a radio DJ who became a PT who now is doing a live stream for a major us hospital system. I, this is, this is where I didn't know I was, i belonged or wanted to be but it's exactly where i want to be like i'm insanely lit on fire by this
1: love it man oh that's so right. great so great so
0: so coming up if you're still listening i'm amazed drop us a dm if you actually got to like 63 minutes of the podcast or we have people watching live drop us a comment like where you're where you are if you actually got to the end of this we have something cool i got an email from you because i'm on your email list We are doing something pretty interesting. We're going to bring someone into the hot seat in a couple of, uh, well, once we find them in in March, talk a little bit about that because if someone out there listening wants to be in this, I want to get them in this.
1: Yeah. So uh, what we, what we talked about is actually doing a live basically coaching session. Yeah. So we're going to bring a a private practice owner, PT, private practice owner, uh, someone I'd like to see, have someone that's in that, um, you know, $40,000 in revenue a month or above. Uh, So they have a staff, they have a team, most likely they're having a bunch of challenges with their team and growing and all that. Um, I'm going to have them basically take a self-assessment and then um, I'm going to do this. And Jimmy, of course, you're going to be here as well. Um, We're, we're going to coach them and give them advice and help them through this. One of the things that I've always Love doing as I love coaching. I love getting people to think about things differently, look at their business differently, uh, provide some insight of how they can, uh, you know, help whatever challenges they're having. And I said, you know, sometimes it's just nice to kind of listen and watch that happening because I do I do this in like some of our events, um, but I've always done it in our world, just it's in my client world. It's very so hard. We're going to think. do this on this show. We're going to do truly a PT hot seat and put a private practice owner on the hot seat and you're going to be able to watch it happen and you're going to watch the. it's going to be amazing you're going to watch the transformation you're going to get so many ah ahas by listening what someone else is going through in your business it's like you're going to be coached by me and coached by jimmy so i'm so looking forward to that if you're interested in doing that jimmy what do they do
0: uh i think they email you don't they email you
1: they can email me if you're interested in doing. I wasn't sure if there was a link or oh, anything. If you're oh, interested, yeah. just email me. DM jamie us. at practice freedom you, the letter U.com. You'll put it in the show notes, J J A M E Y. Uh, just Jamie at practice com. And then um, you know, we we already have several people, but we're looking for the we're looking for really a, just a great it's, person that this
0: could be recurring, right? Because this is like this is we're this testing is very it. much. We're testing, we're testing it out it. right. I mean,
1: if it's something that people want to do and something look you and i are you know we're using this show as a testing ground we would just want to see how it evolves how how it starts to um you know exp- if people like this and they get value from it then sure we can continue second, to Jamie. do it
0: this this sounds surprisingly like listening to your audience and what they how they like to communicate and what they like to learn and listen to this sounds Meet your surprising. audience where they are sounds weird meeting the audience where they are so yeah dm us whatever any which way but loose like dm us on any of the platforms and to jamie or myself and we'll we'll throw you in there um this was therapeutic i think for both of us i think both of us had very interesting days but yeah this was great all right uh pt hot seat we'll do it again next month i believe next time we'll be live in just a couple weeks from lighthouse if you have any questions about that drop jamie a dm uh, until then, PT hot seat uh, for Jamie Schreier, because he helps physical therapy owners treat less and more and I help smart healthcare providers get their messages to the people who need to hear them. This has been... PT hot seat. Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.